Hi, my name is Sydney, and I'm super excited to learn all about Ruby today. Hi, my name is Maya. I haven't talked about Ruby in years. Oh my god, wait, you actually know? Yeah, I know exactly what Great. Ruby is. Great, I'm the only one in the dark. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Dominic, or Oothetpart, I guess, on uh, AO3 and FF.net. Uh, I write primarily for Ruby and MHA, but I do have a lot of work in progresses on kind of whatever I'm feeling at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. So as the voice you hear today, he is a new writer, but even for being a new writer, they already have the workings of a great one. Maya and I, okay, I wrote this as Maya and I, because I always write these out, but apparently Maya knows <laughs> about <Yeah>. Ruby. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know this about you in the slightest. Mm -hmm. So I guess I am super excited to talk with them and learn more about their writing um, and a show that I don't know much about. So hopefully I will learn, um, leave this episode with a new knowledge that I can carry into future episodes. They are the author of The Analytic Hero, The in Inextinguishable Soul, and The Power Passed Down. Welcome, Utet Hart! Hey, glad to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I'm super excited for you to be here. I don't remember the last time... Um, I well okay so I think I mentioned I've already fucking said this but I really thought going into this that Maya and I were both gonna be in the dark and I was gonna feel better about myself because last interview <laughs> I didn't know anything about Undertale so it was just me here also going great I'm so glad that you guys both know about this video game but I guess it's me just also not knowing a single thing about Ruby um <laughs> but I'm excited to learn because I've never I've never even heard of this show before all right yeah I'm glad to talk about it I don't yeah. get a lot of chances because I mainly work with older people who could care less same, same. <laughs> it's the fun of working in an office space yeah well um but yeah so we can jump right in um our first question always is just tell us a little bit about your relationship with fan fiction how did you find it and then how did you get start reading and writing fan fiction all right well the writing part's newer mm -hmm. but i started reading way back in uh the summer of like 2014 i believe it was before the uh, second volume of ruby had came out okay. mm -hmm. which is how i can pin it down so well um i was just starting to get into like watching my own kind of shows mm -hmm. and that included uh some anime on netflix and i had just finished soul eater and uh for anyone who's watched it it ends in kind of a weird spot and mm -hmm. even to my may like, they rest um, in peace oh yeah <laughs> You know, we should be getting a reboot. They keep the the Crunchyroll account is fucking with me. Anyway, yeah, I'm so sorry. Just, to... <laughs> no, you're good. I want a second season too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but even to my like dumb little like twelve year old smooth brain back then, I was mm -hmm. like, this this can't be it. So I just typed into Google uh, Soul Eater season two, and uh -huh. just started clicking on links until I could find a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find it, but what I did find was a Tumblr page of someone asking the same question. Mm -hmm. They obviously didn't have anything for me, but before I could get off of it, I noticed like as their header picture, um, they had Maka from Soul Eater crossing scythes with Ruby from Ruby. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I looked at it and I went, wow, that scythe looks like really advanced. Is this like the future is this like their kid or something <laughs> uh it wasn't but my next search was you know just looking up ruby and mm -hmm. i what i found at first was it's an internet web series so i found it on youtube but those are like 
they up the company who produces it uh back then was doing like a weird sort of schedules so it was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. five minutes this episode 20 minutes this episode okay and i thought someone was just ripping it and putting it onto youtube from somewhere oh. else so i went looking for it and that's how i found ruby fan fiction mm. before i ever watched like more than two episodes of the show and just started reading that yeah, yeah and then i've been reading it exclusively for the past like eight years, I've okay. been reading Ruby fan fiction exclusively. Nice. Yeah, I feel like Tumblr is always the downfall for all of us. Somehow we always end up on Tumblr and then we learn something that ends up ruining us for the rest of our lives. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whether it whether it be like uh Ruby Supernatural, mm-hmm. uh, any really any of the super hulog stuff, um, Hitalia, what was also back then? Homestuck. Something. Yeah. Something ruins us on Tumblr. I remember seeing the Homestuck stuff and going, oh no, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to be that deep in. <laughs> I think I was saved by Homestuck because I tried and I didn't really understand what it was. Me too. And like, so I gave up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> My stupidity saved me. I know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maya and I are shaking on our stupidity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, I kind of felt the same way about Hitalia with you about Ruby, about, like, they were really short episodes. Mm. So, like, I did find them, like, being pulled, like, on YouTube or whatever. And mm. I was like, this can't be right. They're, like, such short episodes. Like, they must be, like, cut up or whatever. And so then I just gave up again. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you did the opposite, where you just, like, went even stronger, which, like, good on ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that for whatever reason, yeah, this animated thing on youtube obviously came from this website yeah but man i was even dumber back in those days because i just looked up like uh i just looked up the ship name fanfic into google and just hope i found it (laughs) you are a brave soul (laughs) (laughs) that always ends you up on like fanfiction.net or like deviantart which are like the two worst places I feel like especially back then, maybe nowadays you would end up on Archive of Our Own, which is like a mostly safe space. <laughs> yeah. With the yeah. right tags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It really depends what you find. I I started out on FF.net. And, yeah. Oh, I read some stuff by accident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we all. <laughs> Fanfiction.net is a, is, a, is a place where like, I know that some people still publish on there, but it's obviously like, it's very much like a time capsule now where like the top 10 fan fictions are still the top 10 fan fictions from like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like waiting for the day that it's just like fanfiction.net will be no longer, you know, like Quizilla mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh. that will be a day, you know? Oh yeah. It'll, it'll be something because on one hand, yeah, it definitely needs to go. But on the right. other, that's where my favorite authors are. Right. Like, I haven't found them on AO3 if they even have one. So mm-hmm. I'm worried what will happen. <laughs> yeah, I I I do understand that. I do also think that Archive of Our Own, since they do like integrate a lot of fan fictions from like um like GeoCity pages and like singular websites, yeah. I would assume that Archive of Our Own would just take them as refugees if oh. fanfiction.net allowed that. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Cause I Oh god, I yeah. I can't give up those comfort fix I've read like 18 times. I don't, I don't blame you. There is some stuff that, like, 
I there's like a fic that I know on archive of our own that like the author removed and it breaks my heart to this day that it's no Aww. longer there. <laughs> it's really heartbreaking. Um, but about Ruby, I don't know much about the show. I didn't know Maya, so we mm-hmm. obviously clearly haven't talked about it at all. So um, when can you tell me a little bit of your history um, with the show with your fan fiction writing? What was what was it about the show? that was so compelling to you plot-wise, character-wise, that made you want to write fan fiction about them? Oh, well, the funny thing is, my first fan fiction for Ruby is a fan fiction of someone else's fan fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, but as for why I want to continue writing it, um, it's just how well they kind of set up their world and the characters in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, the first season of the show and like the first three volumes introduce us to a lot of characters mm-hmm. and uh, rather than just like you know keeping them in those archetypes for like years you know they pretty much straight away were like well this one dimensional character is actually like 18 get used to it and uh interesting yeah and uh what I love about the world is just like how much you can kind of play around with it mm-hmm. and um it's one of those like fandoms where you can really do whatever and still have it seem like canon compliant you know okay yeah yeah um and there's just so many things you can explore in it like uh the main characters of the show are um, hunters who hunt down like the monsters of the world mm-hmm. but it's not like they just got awakened one day and could fight the next like it's one of those shows where they had to start out training and like mastering their powers first yeah so they started like training as children like setting themselves into a path mm-hmm. that is a high mortality rate because it's a death world but they've set themselves on a path since a child so you can totally play up that like dramatic angle with like um child soldiers mm-hmm. or you can uh turn around and start being a little more fluffy like oh they just got back from a mission gone bad and now they're like you know kind of you know uh doing stuff Mm -hmm. um but then there's also just so much you can play around with like the monsters of the world hunt on they're called grim and they hunt based on negative emotions Mm -hmm. which is just such a fun thing to play around with because it at it create so many questions like um how do funerals work in this world because mm-hmm. that's a big gathering of people you know all being sad or how do prisons work because that's a big pile of negative emotions so do they just like you know uh execute like execute everyone above like a certain crime threshold or mm-hmm. you know just stuff the show doesn't explore but create such fun answers for us to play around with right right yeah, that is interesting. I think the you also write my hero fan fiction, mm-hmm. and I think that it is also similar for that world where there's a lot of things about the show that don't really get into it, like how there's the headcanon that like Bakugo would lose his hearing because of his quirk and like oh, yeah. um everything that goes along with Deku's quirk that like it doesn't really get into, but fan fiction authors like dive deep into like the physical limitations of the quirks or like the the world it's based in on especially with like the hero uh council um mm-hmm. 
especially in like the later chapters when you learn that like who they actually are oh yeah that it it now like kind of makes sense that you would gravitate to ruby and my hero if that's your explanation for ruby there's also a lot of that in my hero oh yeah yeah and i i just love exploring those topics even in just like you know little kind of things that i've just wrote for myself where i'm mm-hmm. like well if this happened here's how i think it would go out yeah and just you know write however much i feel like right which is like the fun of fan fiction because i know that like I, i'm not sure about you but for the longest time when i was first writing like it would just be for me where it was like oh this is the fun one shot that i think would happen like in between books mm-hmm. or in between yeah. episodes or whatever that i didn't necessarily think that other people would want to read and then you learn that, like, yes, a lot of people actually would love to read those, like, silly little one-shots. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, you know, like playing around with stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's not stuff I'll ever publish. Because mm-hmm. it's just, just bare bones, like, they walked and did this, you know? Right, yeah. Very, very domestic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, which I, I also love a domestic fic, but it, it, it is for the right place in the right time, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 So with your fix, when I was looking through your account, I noticed mm-hmm. that um, none of them are ship fix, which is interesting to me because I don't think that we've had anyone on that has never written a ship fic, or at least has never published a ship fic in any variety. Um, and I just wanted to ask, is that not something that interests you in, in writing anything with romance or relationships, or is it more of what you said before, where you have more of this interest in the world and the world building that you would rather write those, those storylines without the added stress of then adding a relationship on top of it? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I never realized I haven't actually put any (laughs) pairings now. Wow. Um, okay. Um, for me, I do enjoy, like, reading and writing kind of, you know, pairings and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but, um, I don't like it whenever a lot of, you know, really great fics just have, like, oh, this character gets with this other character, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the plot grinds to a halt, or right. anything important that's happening is gone, and, um, now it's just uh 18 chapters of like you know these characters just talking mm-hmm. or where um they don't do anything with like the pairing besides like okay how do I they don't do anything with the character who's not the main character that's in the pairing sure sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah like um like how in my hero how um Ochako is meant to be like the like relationship to Deku Mm -hmm. but she besides like her one line of I is it okay for me to still be a hero if I'm doing it for money Mm -hmm. besides that she's got like no characterization you know Mm -hmm. and I want whenever I bring in uh, a character who I maybe want to pair I want to build the relationship first Right. So that then it can feel more natural whenever it does like pair. Mm-hmm. And then I also just want the added surprise where people are like, oh, you wanted you wanted them to be with who? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely see that, especially like 
with making sure both characters are like fully fleshed out characters mm-hmm. um i know that was like a very big problem in like just regular even like traditional media that um you know of course like things are very gay and they're very gay because women characters aren't written well mm-hmm. so the people who are watching the shows they don't feel compelled to like ship any of the male characters with any of the female characters because at the end of the day they're just love interests and yeah. then that's it like, there is nothing compelling about them as people. And so, like, it's very confusing of just, like, yeah, of course they would ship them with their male counterpart who has, like, fully fleshed out character and a fully built out story. And they have, you know, banter between them. And it's not just, like, I don't know, they make fuck you eyes to each other and then, like, sleep together once. And then it's just, like, well, that's how you're supposed to know they're supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. When it's, like, yeah, but, like, these two guys over here who are, like, the main characters or whatever, they're saying that, like, I would die for you on the battlefield. And that's the most romantic thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I can understand, like, wanting to make sure that both characters would be fully fleshed out is that a plan of yours for any of the fix that you're writing currently um with the ones i'm currently writing i don't have any pairings planned okay if if i whenever i start bringing in more characters mm-hmm. if i feel like you know the way i've got the main character sets up set up fits with any of the other characters then i'll do that mm-hmm. however i am currently writing a um supernatural uh <gasps> mha fic wow where it's like you know the whole hidden magical world right i kind of did that after the most recent uh chapter of analytical hero where uh i asked the people hey do you want me to add in more magical elements since most uh since most gamer fics just have like this character has magic that's it so i asked my audience hey do y'all want me to add in you know like dungeons and tomes. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be like fallen magic? Magic still alive? And after I posed that question, I just kept going through my head of like, what if I what if I do magic? What if I just what if I just write a magic thing <laughs> yeah. right now? And but with that one, I planned it out a lot more because it's pretty lore heavy. So I do have a pairing actually picked out for it. Okay. I won't disclose it. But yeah, no. I have it. <laughs> no, keep that keep that close to your heart. Yeah. Is that something that you do frequently with your um your writers is that you ask for uh like constructive help or ask for advice where they would like to take the story because I know that there's a lot of authors that like do not want to hear from anybody. Their their story is their story. They're taking it one way. If the person doesn't like it, especially with, you know, Maya and I read and write a lot of uh, YN fan fiction mm-hmm. and there could be a lot of people who would like I would never do that YN would never do that like <laughs> you shouldn't do that and so a lot of YN authors just have to be very very focused on what the story they have in mind is and not listen to their audience yeah well for for the main plot of what I'm writing it's pretty set in stone it's a little fluid within my own mind as like mm-hmm. you know as I get to it it might change a bit yeah but um for what I for like side quest type things, you know, like the magic element, I do enjoy a little feedback because mm-hmm. you know, uh, if people really wanted a very heavy magic intense world, right. then I can add in some like 
magical side plots later mm-hmm. on. But uh, if they don't want it, then it doesn't hurt the story, you know, sure. either way I go. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Um, so I'm going to get into a, a bit of questions more about your fan fiction writing. And this is like a, a fairly new one that we're asking. Um, is mm-hmm. that are you a as a new writer, you know, you're just freshly into it. A lot of yeah. who we have talked to are seasoned writers. They've gone through the ebbs and flows of writing. But for you just starting, are you finding that you are more of a planner in your writing or a pantser in your writing? Um, I'm still very much developing it, but I kind of have like a hybrid style, you know? Okay. It's slowly been built up as I've just been writing for near a year now. But mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, the first two fix I wrote which I'm discontinued and rewrote one of them now mm-hmm. uh but for those first two I was very much uh just pantser just like well I want I want it to do this this chapter so yeah. I'm gonna sit down write it right now for sure but um I started to realize I can't add in like a lot of the fun like foreshadowing elements right or I can't do like a lot of stuff that requires longer term planning you know so now I've started to like write a greater kind of like plan for the story, but each chapter can go however it needs to. Mm-hmm. Like um, in the most recent, or is it the most recent? I'm forgetting. But in uh, one of the latest chapters of Analytical Hero, I had wrote where um, Izuku had broken into like a criminal compound and him with the help of a mysterious vigilante who is a main character have taken down a group of like these three important people mm-hmm. it was meant to be a big battle where they'd like you know fight together and do all this but as i was in the middle of writing i had accidentally wrote where one of like the big important people walked outside while they launched their mm. traps and I went, well, I'm not going to go back and erase this now. So now sure. they're just fighting the two people instead of the three. Mm-hmm. So each each chapter kind of changes. Okay. But, but my plans are also not full plans either. Yeah. It's mostly just like thousand words. And then I keep returning back to it and writing in uh, little scenes that I want to write later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, just little fun scenes like oh this is gonna be this character's first kill how it happens and what goes on and how they break down from it right stuff like that yeah i i do i believe personally as a pantser probably (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that a lot of people who when they start writing they are pantsers because it's just like you don't really know how to plan yet it's not like or you're just like a major planner i know that there are people who like swing to the other pendulum and are like major planners when they first start writing and then just never end up writing anything because they've just planned a whole bunch. Um, but it, it is interesting to think about like where your writing style is going to go, especially since you've only been writing for about a year, as you said. Like, yeah. you know, will you become more of a planner or are you going to stick in pantser ways or is it yeah. going to become a nice little hybrid? Like, it'll just be interesting to watch that develop. So, and then we have two um, double-sided coin here. Um, Is there a trope or an alternate universe that you have yet to try your hand at but really want to? And on the other side, is there a trope that you would absolutely never write ever in your life in a million years? Oh, 
God. I've been thinking about this question a lot. <laughs> um, I really want to, you know, write a bunch of the kind of fluffy, just having fun, goofing off kind of mm-hmm. tropes. Like, you know, I want to write coffee shop or flower tattoo artist. Yeah. Uh, AUs. I think those are just so much fun to read. But I, I just can't, like, make myself sit there and write something that's only nice, you know? Mm, okay. I've got to bring in a little bit of, like, just meaty thorns to kind of mm-hmm. make the fluff seem fluffy. Right. But oh, as for as for ones I wouldn't write, oh, there's not a whole lot that I don't think I wouldn't write if given the chance. Um, yeah, I I'm sorry, I can't think of anything. No, right you're now. totally fine. <laughs> Usually, the right off the bat answer is like ABO. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pick a verse. Yeah, <laughs> forget about ABO. <laughs> it's because you're new. It's okay. It's, okay. it's, okay. <laughs> it's been years since I've. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be like a consistent one. Like, pretty, pretty. I want to say out of the eleven interviews we have out of the year, a hefty six or seven of yeah. them very quickly go abo yeah <laughs> so <laughs> for like various reasons they'll be like i'm not comfortable with this mutt i don't think i could do it justice right. it's just not mm-hmm. for me like <laughs> i'm just throwing it out there because you're like i don't know and i'm like hmm, I wonder. <laughs> well a majority says <laughs> well i i think you've given me one <laughs> i totally forgot abo did not exist and i i could not i cannot remember how half of it works either oh that's totally fair fair. yeah like the rules are so like fan made but yet like unspoken like we all know them somehow yeah (laughs) like very rarely do you read an abo fic that's like differs from like the the like majority of abo fic so it's just like Mm -hmm. i don't know I don't know how, like, the, the game of telephone came around to every single person who writes Omegaverse, and they're just like, these are the rules of Omegaverse, but just, like, it's it's how we live now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't try them, because, oh, God, I would have gotten so much just people being like, it's not, it's not how this works! Yeah. <laughs> Fix it. it! Yeah, it's very much like, I, I... I will one day look into Omegaverse. It's just such, like, a a vast topic that really has no beginning or end. Oh. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, I don't know if just, like, one person made the rules <laughs> and then it's, like, everyone just <laughs> stuck to them or, like, it started off as one thing and then someone was just, like, oh, but what if we added this? And then someone was, like, it'd be cool if we did this and then th- someone did that and then someone did this and it's just, like, kind of just, like, a, a snowball rolling down a hill and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. but yeah i don't i don't think that anyone would have gotten mad at you i do think that if you're if you're reading omegaverse you you are a kind-hearted soul because you have to be because everyone else kind of hates you ah. <laughs> um <laughs> so but i think you would have been informed heavily on the topic oh i'm i'm sure just how many times i've gone into the comment sections like oh that was so this was such a cool thing that happened in this fic. I wonder what everyone else thinks. Just, you know, just the outrage and everything in it just makes me fearful to open my own comments sometimes. (laughs) Right. 
that and I think everything that you've said about like trying to world build I feel like you would have like a lot of questions of just like well then how does this work how does that work then if this if a plus b equals c that doesn't equate to d like what about this and it feels like with omegaverse the less you think about it the the more well you are mentally (laughs) fair enough like if you start asking questions you're gonna lead to a point where you're just like I actually didn't want to know the answer to that I've taken it just like 18 steps too far. I need to get back. Absolutely. I got to go back to dry land. (laughs) So I I wanted to ask you this and you can not answer if you're not comfortable, but you are the second male um, fan fiction writer that we've had on the podcast ever. We've been doing this for going on three years. This is our third year. We've only had two. Um, So what is that like for you as a person who is male presenting you use he they pronouns um who is in a space that is majoritively female female presenting um was created by women um really sustained by women um is that is it something that you wish that more men would be involved in um you know just I would love to know your thoughts on that um I mean to me it's never really been like that big of an issue you know because I Mm -hmm. started reading it before I realized like what fan fiction even was right so I never really had that like sort of start where you're like oh this is like so awkward should I be reading this or you know um so I haven't really had like any sort of like backlash from like family or friends or you know anything like that Mm -hmm. um it did help me make a friend in high school. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. She saw me just kind of reading fan fiction over my shoulder on the bus and then was like, hey, smut boy, what's up? That's a wild thing to be <laughs> Yeah, and I... Oh, God. Yeah, it was just... Once again, middle of the bus, going to school. Yeah. And she was not quiet whatsoever. <laughs> I feel oh. like I need to add that to like our list of like merch ideas. I'm just oh. like, hey, smut boy, what's up? <laughs> Go for it. I give you four <laughs> um, but I, you know, um, I've never really had any. Uh, I've never really had any issues with wanting to bring like more males mm-hmm. into fan fiction, just because I don't really care you yeah. know, who I'm talking to on the other side of the screen whenever I'm, you know, talking about whatever ship or whatever has right. gone on. Um, It's just been something that I've enjoyed regardless of whatever other people have said. So mm-hmm. I can't really tell you a lot of what other people have said. Right, right. No, I just, you know, as a, Maya and I are both, you know, women, she, her, very much. Um, it's always a fascinating idea, especially with the way that fandom has progressed these last five, six years mm-hmm. of being more inclusive and not only just being more inclusive, but just the vast amount of people that have entered into fandom and fan fiction spaces of like, I've seen many a girlfriend be like, I wish my boyfriend would read fan fiction and, you know, <laughs> these men written by women kind of <laughs> situations that yeah. <laughs> like, it is a very like, do 
you know, do we want like more men to be in these fandom spaces with us and have fun with us? Because I feel like, you know, especially knowing the history of fan fiction, like the only reason fan fiction and, you know, women run fandom spaces were mm-hmm. because they were then being bullied by the <laughs> like the quote unquote nerds who were also yeah. in the fandom. So it is like a very interesting conversation to have. And I felt like, oh, like, I, you know, uh, uh, I can ask, you know, women all the time, but like they're constantly in fandom. They're like they're the yeah. people who run fandom. So, you know, to have a male perspective of like the you can say like the minority perspective in <laughs> in something I just was very interested in to see if like you had um, not even any insight, but just any opinion about the topic. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish like if men like, you know, if men wanted to come in and write fan fiction that they'd be able to, you know, realize that you just to write a woman is to write a man just Mm -hmm. switch the pronouns you know but so many like and i don't know why it's such an issue but so many men are just like i can't i can't write women how do i how do i write this alien creature that i don't understand whenever it's just right person that's it Mm -hmm. like like it's it's infuriating sometimes but you know it's whatever i'm fine Right. You're, you're like, I'm chilling. I'm cool here. Yeah. You're, you're like, I'll hang out with the girls in the back of the bus. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's always really funny, especially with the, what's that like really famous quote that was like from a man that was like, she breastily boobied down the oh, stairs yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, I don't, maybe it is even just like the, yeah. the, the topic of just like, you should just be reading more. <laughs> like any, yeah. any man who decides to write a woman. Just read more, but, but like yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of you know, fan fiction is written by women, so it's like I don't know. Maybe if you read that, you could just see that like women are people because like yeah. I even if you just like separate them because of a username, go ahead and do that as long as you're just like, wow, that's a human person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just it's something that's been infuriating for a while, right? And you know, especially whenever you stumble upon the. Um, you know, uh, less well written written ones, right? Yeah, <laughs> where you know, you've just got like major Chad Thundercock, uh, right? Just having women like just do whatever, and it's uh, it's just insane sometimes. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how fandom and fan fiction spaces continue to grow because I don't think this is like the peak that we've reached in the slightest. Um, So it'll be interesting to see whether it grows because I have seen more men talking about fan fiction Mm -hmm. um, on TikTok, on Twitter. There was a really Mm -hmm. funny one that I saw that was like one of those people who go around interviewing at college campuses. And it was just this like college guy. And, you know, they were like, what have you been doing lately? And he's like, reading. (laughs) They're like, what have you been reading? And he hesitates for like 20 seconds before he's like, (laughs) fan fiction. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely used to be like that. Right. <laughs> where it was just like, hey, what what are you, uh I remember it was during a math class where um I just got like pure hundreds through the class so the teacher let me do whatever I wanted. Right. And I was just reading one day and he was like, "Hey, what are you reading?" And I had 
like a full 20 seconds of just freeze frame panic because how do I tell the teacher what I'm reading? And I just gave off the most generic sounding storyline ever. And he went, right. oh, sounds like this book. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have been like, I think when I was in high school, it was very much like, a oh, it's an independent author mm. online, um, self-published. Like, Yep. <laughs> That's that's what I tell my parents now whenever they ask what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know that we don't have a lot of male listeners. I see the demographics, um, <laughs> but like if you are a man who reads fan fiction, say it with your whole chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guarantee you, like it's not ever going to be a bad thing. And you might oh. make a fun little friend who calls you smut boy on the bus. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've I've definitely grown now to where I'm more able to be like, you know, like I frequently work with uh, one to two other people. Mm -hmm. uh in close proximity like in a house all day so i'll get out my computer start writing and they'll be like oh what you doing yeah writing fan fiction and then i just <laughs> keep going oh absolutely i mean yeah even maya and i have gotten more comfortable with like mm -hmm. the idea of like telling people we host a fan fiction podcast and not just like a podcast that i can't tell you anything about right <laughs> <laughs> lest it uh, be the end of me <laughs> don't search it up please i beg you <laughs> Thank you. I beg you. And even then, there are some episodes that I straight up, I'm like, if you know my face, if you know uh, certain details about my life, if you know my full name, uh, if you know my parents' names, please don't listen to this because I still like <laughs> can't like get over that hump. But like, it's mm -hmm. definitely like gotten easier for me to at least be like, oh yeah, like I I will talk to my friends who aren't on the podcast with me in detail mm -hmm. about the show that I'm doing and the fan fiction that I'm reading for it and the authors that I'm talking to because like I realized that it's something that like first of all if I'm gonna be preaching like I have to put my my money where my mouth is kind of thing mm -hmm. where if I'm gonna be on a podcast where I'm like you should be proud about it and then I'm like but I never tell anybody mm -hmm. like <laughs> like what is that going to help but also that like it's not something that I should be ashamed of. Like it is, it's my hobby. It's like it's it's not even just a hobby at this point. It's like a part of my life, yeah. um, especially as a writer. Like that's a very important part of my life. That is just like, oh, I'm a writer. What do you write? Nothing at this moment in time. Actually, I'm not writing a single thing. <laughs> Nothing you'll ever be able to find. <laughs> Nothing you'll ever be able to find. Yeah. But so that's... never ask me again. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's one of the things that I appreciate about y'all's podcast so much Aww. is that, you know, y'all are talking about, you know, differing topics in such a positive and fun light that it's just making it far more normalized to yeah. people who, you know, maybe haven't been in these spaces for mm -hmm. 20, 30 plus years and just right. see like, you know, someone doing uh, something weird in a fanfic and going wow this is all cringe i don't like any of this no cringe if you learn anything from icarus pendragon our friend burke there cringe is dead cringe doesn't exist yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's i'm i'm really glad it's definitely like our our only goal i would like i would think of just like trying to but it's also like we're growing along with the people who listen where it's just like we're not perfect in any way like we're not gonna be fully confident all the time um yeah that we are growing with the rest of you because we haven't been in fan fiction for 20 30 years like mm -hmm. i ha i haven't been alive 30 years you know like that was just like, a number i threw out please don't pay too much attention <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you know, it's just like we're also growing and we're also trying to be more comfortable with this. We're like, there are other people who are like way more comfortable who are like talking about smut in in public, you know, where it took yeah. me like three years to finally be like with Maya in my own living room on, on microphones being okay with talking about smut in a fan fiction <laughs> that I read. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it took me, uh, I want to say a couple months before I read like the first smut fic oh. where... I opened it up think, not knowing what the lemons tag meant and just went, oh, this oh. sounds cool. Yeah, that and was, then that I was, was a like, rough lesson to learn. Yeah. I remember I left the tab open in my phone and like <laughs> every week I'd open it, read like two more sentences and go, nope, can't do it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I guess that's marginally better than like reading it and then just feeling so much shame and being like, no one will ever know that I read this. No one ever, because like, you know, especially as I think I was like 13 when I learned with Lemon was, which is like a horrid yeah. age to figure oh, out yeah. what, that, what that tag meant. Um, then being like, so, something's wrong with that. I shouldn't have done that. Like, there's yeah. something about like, you know, when you're that age, like, you know, not to go on like porn sites, you know, where all those mm -hmm. like all those things are. But when you just like stumble across written porn on like a, a website called fanfiction.net. <laughs> Yeah. It's very much like, what did I just experience? Oh my god, I don't know, but I don't think I should ever mention this to anybody ever again, lest I be sent to hell. Yep, just deleting it, clearing my browser history, breaking my phone, <laughs> I'm done, I'm good, no one, secret safe. Yeah, so not only being okay with like the idea of fanfiction, but then like smut fanfiction. And then it's a very mm -hmm. weird conversation with people who don't read fanfiction of just like, fanfiction's not all sex, please. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about sex a lot, but it's not all that it is. Yeah. Um uh, so moving along to your uh AO3, mm -hmm. um in while I was going through your um your page, as I say, I noticed that all of your fanfiction are multi-chapter and they're all unfinished. And yeah. we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but I and I don't mean to sound accusatory, especially as someone with only unfinished multi-chapter mm -hmm. fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the same boat as you. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to know what your thought process was of starting and publishing a fic, you know, when you have one, two, three unfinished ones waiting to be updated. Is it just that a very good idea or an even better idea comes to you and you want to get to that one really quickly? Or maybe, you know, you get tired of the fic after some chapters in and you move on to something that excites you and maybe you'll come back mm -hmm. to it. Just, you know, what is that thought process for you? Um, it's definitely just me wanting to always have something I can turn to to write. Right. Because, you know, you'll always hit, uh, especially in longer stories, you'll always hit, like, a boring point where you yeah. have to get through, like, these lores or these connections to have something interesting happen. But I also, um, have, like, uh, depression and get burnt out real easily. Yeah. So... I started writing a bunch of different fics uh, because I, if I get burnt out on one, I can always switch to another mm -hmm. in like, you know, even a different fandom if I need to, that I can still write for and still get like, you know, something out that people can enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, and you are still writing all these because I noticed that like they update, like they've all updated like within two to three months of each other. Yeah. So you're still... Uh currently working like none of them have been like dropped or like forgotten about oh no none of them have been forgotten about um mm -hmm. 
the analytical the current analytical hero that's updating is a rewrite of the first one because mm-hmm. it was just me jumping in with no experience, no yeah. plan, no thought, and just writing. And then as I, you know, also learned to write better, I was like, oh, I can't I can't stomach to actually look at the beginning of this anymore. So I'm right. just gonna rewrite it. Sure. Uh the current one I haven't touched in far too long is mm-hmm. the inextinguishable soul. And that one's gonna go the same way of analytical hero where I go back to rewrite it. Okay. Uh it's just pushed down the pipeline a bit more right now. Mm-hmm. But right now the plan is to just completely finish all of them and as they finish I substitute in new ones and then I just keep something like that going because I right. I kind of want to get into the habit of writing something every day you know mm-hmm. even if it's just two three hundred words because that's yeah. how you grow of course yeah. what is that um process for you to be rewriting something that you've already written is it you know, as you said, all very cringy to you to look over? <laughs> or are there parts that you are, like, genuinely, like, oh, actually, that was really well written, and you keep it as is, or you build on it? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the ideas that I had for that first, for the first iteration, I've kept and still have a hold of. Mm-hmm. But um, for a lot of the different ones, I've kind of dropped them, because I, whenever I first started writing it, I was too much into the mindset of I need to do something new, something Mm -hmm. that no one else has ever written before. Sure. Whenever uh, the big secret is you can just kind of, you can write the same tropes again and again. And so long as it's well-written, people will still enjoy to read it. Absolutely. As a person who reads Soulmate, you can give me any, any iteration of Soulmate. I don't care if it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I'm going to read it every single fucking time. Same thing with Maya and Mafia. Put a crime Mm -hmm. in there, she's reading it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, and I realized that really recently with one of the fics I was reading called um, Beyond the Boundary, Mm -hmm. which is one of the inspirations behind my own, like, supernatural hidden world kind Mm -hmm. of fic, where they have the same thing, but it was during a big, important scene, like, characters split up because of this big climactic moment yeah and main character is now getting their mojo back they're ready but it turns out um the side character has returned back to her old gang and is now like being controlled by like an a-hole and um he has like the power to freeze people in fear uh completely and utterly in front of them where they can't like do anything so of course when the main character hears this he runs back to this warehouse where the gang leader is and challenges him to a fight. And the sort of like expected outcome was he fought through the fear with like love and it was a big climactic moment and tears were going to be shed Mm -hmm. and just like all kinds of goodness. But the author in trying to subvert expectations kind of made it like worse off than it would have been. Okay. Is just in the middle of like the beat down where where he should get like the power boost from love to fight through fear. Right. Instead, a giant robot just breaks through the ceiling and robots can't feel fear, so that's the mm-hmm. end of him. But yeah, that's that's just something that you kind of have to remind yourself of as you're writing. Yeah. To just just focus on making sure what you're writing is good. Yeah. And people will love it regardless. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. You don't need to be the next, like, 
Picasso. You know, you don't need to be the next Shakespeare. You just need to have fun. And your yeah. readers are going to love it regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so in several instances, I found that you have a, this goal as a writer um, to, quote, entertain and hone your skills and that you thought that your path with fan fiction would be to eventually publish a story. Is this yeah. still something that you have your eyes set on? And if so, do you think, in your own opinion, obviously, that fan fiction is uh, a good way to hone writing skills to eventually take your writing offline? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The idea I've had, which it's been in my mind since I was like in middle school, you know, it's been yeah. an idea I've wanted to write forever, but I just haven't had the like, you know time to or I haven't had the level of experience I wanted Mm -hmm. and I just kept putting it and putting it off and uh, it wasn't until you know recently in September I think where I had just decided well uh, I can actually start writing now until I feel comfortable enough to uh, submit an actual story now, if you do go back and reread one of my stories, I might have put a teaser towards turning that book into and fan fiction that I totally have not done yet. So mm-hmm. no one expect that to come out. From this. <laughs> Forget I said that. Yeah. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I even just in the short time I've been writing, I can I feel like I can make sentences like flow a bit better than Mm -hmm. whenever I first started uh ideas and scenes can come together better in my head than just well at the end of it I want this character to be here right so it's easier for me to like you know make a good story around getting the character to there Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's just something that I've wanted to kind of do for a while now and it just took me being bored at home to realize that nothing's stopping me from doing it right so has has fan fiction been that really good way for you especially not only you get the chance to write but then you get a chance to publish and for others to read your work oh yeah yeah i've yeah that's why i love actually reading the comments too besides Mm -hmm. just the little dopamine hits of course um I've read quite a few little pieces of good, like, advice towards writing that, you know, I never would have learned if I just sat down and just started typing at a computer where no one could see it. Mm-hmm. And fan fiction's also kind of like, m- most fan fictions, don't get me wrong, because I've seen some big worlds, but most fan fictions are pretty much writing on easy mode, where yeah. you can just take a character that people already know write them in a situation or you know however you want everything's already set out you have a lot of villains to pick from you have side characters to pick from and it's just so much easier than having to create your own world and Mm -hmm. you know fill it out with characters and this and that and do the brunt of like the legwork you know so for you at least who wants to continue your writing offline someday is mm-hmm. you know fan fiction for you like not the way to develop characters and world build and if so like not if you're doing it now obviously but like you know what were what would you be your plans to do world building practice and character building practices that 
you know, with fan fiction, you don't necessarily get because, as you said, they're already laid out for you. Yeah. Well, there's always little ways, unless you want to just go completely off the wall and write, like, an entire medieval AU with, mm-hmm. like, you know, everything being different. Right. Um, There are plenty of ways you can kind of get in that experience that if you mess up, it's easy enough to skip past it and just mm-hmm. throw a canon event in the way instead. Yeah. But you can always, like, include, oh, this is... uh just an original character i threw in as a side character Mm -hmm. um depending on how good i write them they might come in to do something later or they might just stay as a side character Mm -hmm. until i can get the experience to throw another at it and try again right right yeah i i definitely think that way with um obviously yn is the easiest example um you're obviously writing a completely brand new character with like a blank slate and some people want to make yn a blank slate so that people can fully um insert themselves into that but you still have to write like dialogue and like action pieces <laughs> for a character yeah. you know um so yeah there i yeah i agree with you there is there's definitely ways for a person to to world build and character development in in fan fiction even necessarily without um the the building blocks i guess of fan fiction already there for you but mm-hmm. you know spiraling off of that, what has been the best writing advice that you have ever come across that you would like to share? One of one of the best that I still put into use even now is um, just as you're reading or watching something, just make note of little things that you like enjoy or don't enjoy about mm-hmm. like the show, the anime, the fic, the movie, the whatever. Just take like oh i like how the author did this interaction write down like brief description and um what you liked about it so that later on if you're writing something similar you can look at it and be like oh i'm doing it incorrectly because i'm not showing the feelings correctly mm-hmm. or um you know just every Everything you interact with can be a way to learn and grow from people, other people's successes and mistakes mm-hmm. without feeling like you're just straight ripping them off, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely learning from the, the, the professionals, like, at quote-unquote, that you are basing your ideas around because, obviously, they're, they're good enough for you to be writing fanfiction about them. Yeah. 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 Um, so I am at my last two questions for you. And the first one is we have a YN's choice. So a Dominic's choice, um, of the fix that you've written, which is your favorite and why? I think funny enough, I think it's the unpublished one I'm currently working on. (laughs) That's a good, that's good then keep, no, shill that out and then be like, you have to wait for it. It's the best work I've ever done. I'm so proud of it. You got to just keep an eye on my AO3 and wait for it to be published. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like I've already said, it's a hidden supernatural world taking place in modern day, mm-hmm. like uh, My Hero Academia. So I've had a lot of fun, like planning around how the magic society is like stayed hidden, how they've played around the society of quirks and such. And, um, I've just had a lot of fun with it, but I can't find a way to end the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) 
two of the hardest things learning figuring out how to start a chapter and then figuring out where to end a chapter oh yeah i've yeah. got about like thirty thousand words for the first chapter of wow, just okay nope this scene ain't working no this one ain't working but keep yeah. that one for later right you're just like i'm just gonna keep going until it's just a one shot that is one hundred and twenty thousand words <laughs> and publish it as is yep <laughs> yeah exactly perfect beautiful um so then my last question for you um is what is your favorite fic or fix that you would recommend the most all right so i have the three fix that i two of which i've kind of curated for each of y'all and then one's just a general fic uh the first one i have which is for you sydney is called oh. one day they'll understand okay it's a uh, very fluffy fic um, where uh, it's kind of like a track pairing in canon. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's the fix from the view and perspective of all the characters around them where okay. they're going like, well, why did this character get together? And then mm. they'll like, they're like, you know building up the relationship and it's just it's such a beautiful fic that i come back and read every now and again and just love nice can you can you tell me the the fandom and the crack ships yeah it's in ruby it's by super Ooh. saiyan cyndaquil and uh it is between blake and john okay uh, it was written back during the reason why it's so crackish is also because it was written back during like the first three volumes beautiful where they never shared a line on screen. Amazing. Perfect. You know what? Those are my favorite. Those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be my first introduction to Ruby. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. And Maya, I have for you uh, the pin and the sword by, okay. this is all one word, by two chimps without one. Okay. <laughs> it's... um. It's an OC fic. It's a little more like uh, dark and without feeling, well, dark and gritty, really, because it just gets real deep into like the human like thought process and how it works. Uh, and the main character kind of gets like a really strong power and then we watch him sort of devolve and, you know, change so much from the character we started out enjoying and i hmm. oh sorry and it's just one of those that, <laughs> and it's just one of those that i once again come back and read every now and again just so i can always move the die back and go well this is the point where he went too far and is now like mm. the monster <laughs> for sure <laughs> is for this sure. is it also ruby yes Nice. All, all, all three of these are from Ruby. I Love apologize. it. <laughs> and the third one, the more general fic, is um, by one of the top authors on FF.net. I don't Ooh. know if he's on AO3 yet. He's like, he's one of those authors who continuously puts out work. Like, he has six fics he's working on that he puts out one a day except the other one, which skips a week, and oh. each of them is around, like, 7,000 words a chapter. Jesus. Oh, is insane. He okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But no. he he's one of, like, the top writers for Ruby, and um, he 
even his like kind of worst works like are still great reads and real amazing um what i'm going to recommend would be professor arc by and i'm probably pronouncing this wrong Kaur al alran al alran yeah whatever um <laughs> it's uh one of his breakout kind of fix and um it plays on the teacher au where okay. in canon um john arc is like he ran away from home got fake transcripts snuck into the school where they learned how to fight the monsters and but he has no clue what he's doing okay whatsoever uh in this fic everything's still the same except he lied too well on his transcripts mm. and so now he's a teacher's aide for the school got it okay still, yeah still just as weak it's got plenty of comedy plenty of fluff but also plenty of angst because it also plays around with the idea of an imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and just it's a great fic to read and i love it uh, as is anything else by killer so you can just go through pick out your favorite and read it <laughs> really yeah. well amazing these are i think all three ruby fan fictions and mm -hmm. our second yep. fanfiction.net recommendation <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't get many but when we do they're all like just glowing like please <laughs> they're not yes. on ao3 they're just very stuck in their ways they won't get off the platform <laughs> I, I commend them for the dedication but like please move to ao3 <laughs> <laughs> um but amazing well thank you for being here mm -hmm. love talking to you um, is there anything that you would love to promote your, you know, writing platforms of choice, your social media platforms, anything? Um, I mean, just, you know, my AO3 and my FF.net, whichever one y'all prefer to go to. Mm -hmm. I update both uh, at the same time. There's no like lag or discrepancy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm not really working on a whole lot else right now. Just kind of focusing on this. Totally fine. You know what? That's as a as a person with burnout too. You can't really do much else, or you're just gonna be a puddle. So yeah. <laughs> I understand. Well, um, thank you for being here. We love talking to you. Thank you for informing me about uh, Ruby, because apparently okay. I didn't know anything. <laughs> Maya has been keeping me in the dark all these years. I, it's <laughs> <laughs> this is my fault. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, the author we're bringing on has Ruby fan fiction. And you just went, mm. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I watched it so many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. I told you that I stopped watching around volume four. We had this conversation. Maybe we did. <laughs> I don't know anymore. We have a lot of conversations about a lot of different types of fandoms. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, giving me the spiel and for giving me my very first Ruby fanfiction to get oh, me into the fandom, figuring out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and I appreciate y'all having me and let me nerd out for a good hour or so. Oh my god, of, of course. course. That's, that's why we're here, for you to nerd out. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to another episode of Canonically Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Tumblr. You can send us your fanfiction recommendations, or if you're a fanfiction author that would like to be on our show, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, you can donate a one-time donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. <laughs> you can subscribe to our Patreon monthly at patreon.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Thank you to our Patreons at Tumnal River and Riley C for your continued support. Donate to 3 And we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye.